Wednesday morning, and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Palak J. Swall. The stage, a purple and black padded mat on a hard gym floor, is set. Forty students, male and female, in purple, black, and gray athletic clothing take it. Coach Summer Willis calls for music, and then it begins. It all comes down to two minutes and 15 seconds, a total of 416 beats. These students channel a year's worth of practice into one perfected performance, an adrenaline-driven display of athleticism, bravery, and nerve. And just when you think it can't possibly get any better, it does. This is a glimpse into the world of competitive cheer, made a pop culture phenomenon with the Netflix docuseries Cheer. While Texas is hailed as the cheer capital of the world, Utah colleges are gaining recognition, and Weber State University's spirit team is at the helm. The team is set to perform in a few competitions at Daytona Beach later this week. Last year, they won the entire competition, the Grand Gold National, beating all 100 other teams. I was able to sit in on one of the team's practices and watch both routines they're bringing to Daytona. And all the athletes I talked to agreed on one thing. Willis is what makes a program what it is. When it comes to what she wants to instill in athletes beyond the program, she says... Kind of, it kind of sounds simple, but like really just like making those good choices, like their character, being a good person. The best advice Willis and the athletes can share with those who doubt cheerleading's validity as a sport? Come watch. There's much more to this story, the program at Weber, and the team's preparation for Daytona, including what attracted athletes who were featured on the docuseries to Utah. You can read all about it at sltrib.com. Next, education reporter Connor Sanders shares a story of a fourth grader, Mike, who's asking for help to fund a playground he can play on. Hi, I'm Connor Sanders. I'm a K-12 education reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune. I've got a story that I've been working on about a fourth grader at Crestview Elementary School in Holiday named Mike Suarez. Uh, Mike was born with spina bifida um, and, and has been paralyzed from his belly button down uh, since birth, basically. And he wants to be able to play on the playground with his friends uh, in fourth grade, but he can't because the playground at his school is surfaced with pea gravel. Uh, so obviously he can't wheel through it and be with his friends. And so working with Granite School District, he and his mom, Amber, have started a GoFundMe um, to try and raise funds to resurface the playground. Uh, Mike and Amber are asking for a foam rubber pour on their playground so he can freely roll, um, but that's a really expensive process. Uh, they're asking, well, they're hoping to raise $300,000 um, to resurface and redo this playground, but the district is only able to afford about $50,000 in repairs. So they're asking for the community's help and Really, this story speaks to uh, a larger problem with the American with Disabilities Act. Uh, it's difficult for a lot of schools to update their playgrounds to make them accessible to people in wheelchairs. And 
before 1990, when the ADA was established, uh, there was no guidance for um, what accessibility looked like in these schools. So now a lot of schools are going back and trying to achieve a more accessible opportunity. Um, there's no written standard for things that were built before 1990. They just need to become as accessible possible as possible for what's readily achievable to them. And that that looks really different. It really comes down to what each district can afford. But for Mike and for, for people like Mike, they, they want to be able to be with their friends on the playground with a, a surface that they can roll around on freely and not be restricted um, by gravel or other surfaces like that. Thanks, Connor. And to cap off today's episode, Zach Podmore reports on how a waterfall could soon form on the Colorado River as Lake Powell continues to disappear. These waterfalls could be a potential barrier to rafters traveling down the river, but would the falls benefit endangered fish? Zach's story is online now and explains how the waterfall would come about and why some researchers think it could actually help native fish. That's all for today for The Daily Buzz, and Kimba Horquez will be your host for the rest of the week. Huge thank you to the Tribune Shorel Cardenas for editing The Daily Buzz today, and a special shout out to the band The Pelicans from right here in Salt Lake City for our music. <laughs>